Good evening, Island Church. It's Monday night, uh, May the 4th. It's good to come to you again. I trust your weekend was blessed. Many of you we are able to uh, see in church. And, you know, much of what I'm teaching both on Sunday morning and Wednesday night and what I'm bringing to you now is, is all dovetailing together into something that I believe God is speaking to us as a people. Um, it is time uh, for us to serve God in a different way, on a different level. Uh, church is normal, quote normal, is over with. Uh, but I believe our greatest days and the greatest effectiveness of us as a church is right now, right on the doorstep. Uh, for many months, I've been preaching on change. And, you know, many times where I've preached in, on change over the years, I knew change was coming, just didn't know what it was. And it's amazing how uh, when change takes place and you go into transition, uh, the stress and the pressure it can bring. But the good news of that is, and in the midst of it all, the will of God gets done, and we get the blessing side of that. Uh, we are studying out of Acts chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, about uh, sanctification, how in Cornelius' life, uh, before he ever experienced the awakening of the move of the Spirit, of the move of God, uh, he lived a sanctified life. He feared God with all his house. That's literally a good definition of sanctification, is the fear of God. And it's not a it's not a fear like you fear a rattlesnake or fear a roaring lion. Or, it's a reverential fear of God, knowing who God is, knowing what God is, and knowing in your own heart that you don't want to displease Him in any way. He's all-powerful. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. Uh, he knew you when you were formed in your mother's womb. He knew you before then. Uh, he is the Father of all spirits and should be reverenced and served according to the Word of God. Uh, we looked there and talked a little bit about sanctification. Now let me help you because when we throw that word sanctification and holiness, sanctification leading to holiness, our lives and lifestyles being a holy life, a holy lifestyle, many people's minds go back into, well, Pastor, you know, uh, old-time old Pentecost and different uh, denominations, they've tried this, you know, uh, you can't wear makeup, you can't cut your hair, you can't do this, you can't do that. Now listen, all of the attempts to do that, uh, I know in uh, one particular Pentecostal denomination, all of these, uh, you couldn't wear jewelry. That was just man's attempt to sanctify himself. As we saw in 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 2, that Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, sanctification, redemption, and forgiveness of sins. So it is the reality of Christ in us, the hope of glory, that leads to sanctification. Listen, this is your own personal conviction where you make a decision, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, my own personal uh, life, I'm not, I'm not going to look at pornography, I'm not going to... Uh, cheat on my wife. I'm not going to entertain any thoughts of looking at another woman. I'm not going to, I'm going to line my life up with the word of God because I know if I do, that is the sanctifying work of the spirit in me. It's going to separate me from the world and its life and lifestyle, which is literally deteriorating in front of our eyes. I believe we're living in a time in which the wage of sin is, is reaping its maximum reward or its 
its maximum paycheck. The highest wages ever paid for sin are being paid right now. People are receiving the wages of, of negative lifestyles, of, of addictions, of, of mindsets, and it's devastating society. And we could, we could name all the different things. I think we uh, uh, talked about some of it in the last video, but you have to understand you are called as a born-again believer, to live a sanctified life. We'll talk about that this week, about how the Bible literally says, come out from among them. Don't be a part of that. And not only of the world, the world system, and all of its wretched sin, but also of religion and tradition and things that seem to have a a spiritual connotation to them, but the Bible calls them dead works. Uh, they have no spiritual significance whatsoever. They're just a, a, a tradition of some people who think they're religious. That's part of sanctification also. Scripture real quick, 2 Thessalonians, there in verse 2. Um, verse 13, I'm going to read it in the King James and I'll read it in the Amplified. It says, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, for God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, uh, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. Now listen to this. To salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Let me read it in the Amplified. I like it in the Amplified. It says, but we, but we, but we, brethren, beloved by the Lord, ought and are obliged as those who are in debt to give thanks always to God for you. Because God chose you from the beginning as his first fruits, his first converts for salvation through, sanct through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and your belief in adherence to, trust in, and reliance on the truth. God has chosen you. Now listen to this by the scripture. God has chosen you through salvation to be sanctified. Now, I was born again at a young age, uh, 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 baptized in the Holy Ghost at a young age, experienced healing, uh, the presence of God, the power of God, was an observer of much of the, of the glory of the beginning of the charismatic movement. But when I began to stray away from God, what got me away from God was the breaking of the sanctification I was taught as a child, breaking away from that, and entering in to the own desires of my flesh and the lust of my flesh and mind. Now listen, it was a subtle process that took place, but I found myself after a couple of years of yielding to that process, doing things I would have never done, saying things I would have never said, going to places which I would have never have gone to, and just being living a lifestyle that I would never have lived if I would have allowed the work of salvation through sanctification to take place in my life. So when I came back to the Lord some 36 years ago, the first thing I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt and had a great unction and grace to do it, I knew I had to go back to the place of sanctification. Listen, my friends thought I was crazy because I would not return their phone calls. I would not show up at the bars or at their homes where the parties were going on. Uh, the invites kept coming. Uh, uh, young ladies and, and people that uh, were, were you know living that lifestyle were wondering why I wasn't returning their phone calls, wasn't showing up where, 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 where they were at. Uh, uh, you know, I was just not the same person. I knew I could not live like that anymore. Now listen to this. I knew not only could I live like that anymore, I knew I could not think like that anymore. And this is, where, uh, this is where sanctification has its greatest work by faith. 
is, you know, through willpower, there's some things you can just stop doing, but you're still tormented. How can I say this? You're still tormented by the desire. The desire is still there. But the true work of sanctification by the Spirit not only literally removes it out of your life in its bondage and addiction, but the desire is gone. I'd like to say it like this. It, you get to a place where it just kind of disgusts you. I know a lot of people were, uh, right when I came back to the Lord, they're saying, yeah, you need to go. You need to be a street preacher. You need to, you need to go into the bars. You need to I had no desire whatsoever to be around drug addicts. I had no desire whatsoever to be around alcoholics, bars, uh, the street. I wanted to be around God around God's people. I wanted to be in meetings. I wanted to hear good preaching. I wanted to be around the move of the Holy Ghost. I wanted my mindset to change. I wanted those, the, the strongholds that I had allowed to build him. I wanted them broken. I wanted to be around something holy. I'd been around enough unholiness to make me sick. And I got rid of that unholiness and entered into a life of sanctification. And I'm guarantee you, I do not regret a moment of it. I do not miss the party. I do not miss the sexual permissiveness. I do not miss the addictive lifestyle. There's nothing about it I miss. And I'd like to say this. I had to have grace to get over the regret of living that way for 12 years. Thank God God allowed that grace to heal me in that area also. So you must allow the work of the Spirit. Now, let me close with this tonight. We'll pick it up again tomorrow night. Some of the most powerful men and women that I met in the previous generation, they've all, many of them have gone on uh, to be with the Lord. I could, many times I've dropped their names in our services, people that have influenced my life, people that were my pastors, people that were mentors in the faith. They were holy people. They, these are people that the work of sanctification had produced holiness in their life. Uh, they, they, they lived a lifestyle. Uh, they walked and talked a lifestyle. And they listen, they didn't do it by the do's and don'ts. Uh, they did it by the work of the Spirit on the inside of their heart. They were holy. They didn't lie. They didn't exaggerate. They didn't, uh, there was a great integrity in their lives. Great If they said something to you, you knew if you had their word, it was just like the word of God. They, they, they stood by their own word uh, like God stands by his word. It, it was just amazing. Uh, that type of character can get on you. You just got to get around people that have it. And I'm so thankful uh, for those people in my life. And as I, as I was uh, many times in large meetings, other times in very intimate set, settings, with just uh, two or three rounds, sometimes just Leah and I and a particular minister. And oh, the presence of God. In the, and you would feel such a holy and a righteous atmosphere. And, and, and you knew that you were, you were separated from sin, separated from sickness and disease, separated from addiction, affliction. And you knew. It was amazing how in those times not even negative thoughts can enter into your mind because the presence of God would be so real. Listen, we've got to get back to that as a church. Not some strange, you know, thou shalt not do this or thou shalt not. No, but from the inside out, the work of the Spirit bringing a separation or a sanctification into the body of Christ as we anticipate the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in an area in a way we've never seen before. That's going to be so glorious. Let me just close with this. One of the great works of sanctification in the Bible and we'll refer back to it a little bit, is the, is the Exodus. You know, uh, 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 Israel lived in Egypt, which is a type of the world. Egypt was wicked. Uh, Egypt had turned uh, a nation that if it wasn't for that nation, Egypt would have been destroyed. Uh, Joseph had the wisdom of God, and through his generation, uh, they helped Israel to, uh, excuse me, Egypt to preserve itself. 
but the Bible talks about uh, those that knew Joseph and knew of his works and knew of Abraham and knew of the family that they had all passed off the scene and, and they viewed Israel as a threat. They put them into bondage, uh, which is a type of men and women in the world system. They're in the bondage of that system. But God came through a great deliverance. He brought Moses out of the wilderness, anointed him, and with a judgment on ten demon gods, God sanctified Israel and brought them out of Egypt into the wilderness in order to hear the law of God, to hear what God wanted to do, a work of sanctification in their life so that he can bring them in as a brand new people into a land that flowed with milk and honey. Well, for the most part, except for Joshua and Caleb and maybe a few others, they rejected that sanctification process. They kept getting into sin, sexual sin, immorality, all kinds of crazy things, lust. They kept getting into it over and over and over. And when the real test came, which was the test to cross that Jordan River and go in and possess the promised land, the work of sanctification was not complete in them. And when it came time to possess the land, for we are going and take the land, we are well able to possess it, as Caleb said, they rejected it. They followed those that were in doubt and unbelief, and they followed them in mass, and that entire generation died in the wilderness. Listen, we don't want to die in the wilderness. We want that work of sanctification in us. Much of what God's doing in our hearts right now is to separate us from things, ways of thinking, ideas, all kinds of stuff. The world is encroached into our life and thinking He is washing us with the water of the Word. That There's nothing like that holy awe of God that you carry in your soul, in your mind, your emotions, and your will, when you know you're right with God, you know you're sanctified, and you're in so much anticipation of a greater level of fellowship with the Holy Ghost than ever before in your life. There's nothing like that. Let me tell you from experience, God is doing a work of sanctification here at Island Church that will lead to an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that I believe is going to cause an awakening on this island and in this entire area. Remember what we said. This island has been shaken down through the generations. Storm, graft, corruption, prostitution, gambling, you name it. Natural disasters, man-made disasters. This area has been shaken since its entire existence. Read a book about Galveston Island. How two different plagues of yellow fever wiped out this island. The first part of the Civil War and the last part of the Civil War. But I've said it for years and prophesied it and I say it again in Jesus' name. The greatest shaking this island's ever experienced is fixing to happen. And that's when God shakes it in righteousness, sanctification, holiness, and there's an outpouring of the Spirit that supernaturally delivers the masses from the bondage of the devil. We love you. Don't forget, touch three people. Be a blessing. Let your light shine in the midst of darkness. And we'll see you in church. God bless you.